and welcome to some kind of podcast. This is a podcast where we entertain you by discussing what entertains us. I'm Tim. I'm this week's host, and I'm joined always, of course, by my lovely co-hosts, Cody. Hey. And Christian. Hey. So um, this would be episode number four for us boys, which means we've been officially doing this for a month now. So uh, pretty wild. Kind of hard to believe that, Um, you know, considering we didn't even know if we're going to be able to do episode one at one point. Yeah. Um, So I I know a lot of people have been asking us this question since we've kind of started and I kind of just want to touch briefly on it is how the some kind of gimmick came to be. Um, And really, it's honestly more than a gimmick. It's kind of who we are in a sense. Um, Our defining factor. (laughs) Our defining factor. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um and it kind of it's a, it's a long story but it, you know we'll try to tell it as a uh, detailed but um not you know overly elaborate um as we can here so really it kind of comes in the fact that the some kind of comes to the fact that we are we call ourselves um some kind of gamers you know it, there's there's four of us there's me christian and cody and then um our silent partner steven um who were all part of this group and it kind of sort of revolves around cody if i'm going to be honest here um as he was sort of the common denominator that led us all to this and it starts back when cody and i met each other um in the fall or you know it's the fall of 2009 we got yeah. hired at the old movie house um we, we met there instantaneously kind of became friends and then um it was just kind of us <laughs> for the longest time. Uh, we didn't know Steven or Christian yet. Um, and then I left to go to ye old other movie house to pursue um, a career uh, move, I guess, if you want to call it. I don't like consider it a career move, but people within the industry considered it a career move, to say the least. Uh, and then Cody went on to discover others. You want to touch base on that? Yeah, so like you're saying, like I got hired at Yield Movie House on my 18th birthday and met you. And then within like two weeks, we were pretty much best friends. I don't know how it happened. It just did. It was one of those things where we just yeah. talked. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so when you went to other Yield Movie House, uh, where I would eventually end up at one point. Um, yeah, we, all, we all kind of moved around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's when Steven got hired at uh, Ye Old Movie House, and I don't really remember how we became friends. It was probably like the same situation where we were just talking about games and anime or whatever, and just kind of clicked. And then, um, the three of us started playing Destiny together, I believe. Yeah, that was the official... We, we came to terms that's the official first game. Yeah, that was the official first game. Um, We were playing Destiny, and uh, by the time you had come back, uh, and maybe a little bit before that, I don't know, because, I mean, we still hung out I around came that. back to the old movie house in the summer of 2014. Right. Um, We had been going to the old game shop, where Christian worked and had made friends with his boss at the time, uh, 
who would be our future boss at one point and just i don't know just started talking so i kind of want to interrupt right there yeah and, uh, i go to christian on this uh, how long have you been working at yield game shop by then so this is the later part of 2013 or 2014 uh, middle of 2014 middle of 2014 yeah so i started working at the game shop of it was october of 2013 so roughly a year and you moved up rather quickly because you were already like promoted once by then right yeah promoted once trained to be promoted again um long story on that front is basically there's a lot of turnover in that company so yeah. uh <laughs> if you take advantage of it right you can uh, you can move up pretty quick and um I know we kind of touched briefly about this when we were kind of talking about this story before, but you were sort of aware of who Cody and I were. Yeah, so I, uh, of course, knew you guys coming in as um, as guests and you know, as customers coming into um, the store um, and kind of recognized your faces and eventually got to like actually know your names. Um, I don't think any of uh, I've like befriended any of you until Cody started working there. Uh, was that fall of twenty fourteen? I think so. Um, okay. It was lines up with the story when I came back because you weren't working there yet when I came back. Yeah, it was definitely after you were back. Um, so it had to be. I want to say I got hired seasonal for Black Friday, and then I just got kept afterwards. That's right. Um, we that both got hired seasonally. Yeah, for Black I stayed and you didn't. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, so I got to know Cody briefly that way, and then we found out um, after a short while that he actually, lo and behold, actually knew my elder sister for quite a while. Uh, went to high school with her, yeah. Um, and so that was like our kind of like connection bonding experience. Uh, and then Cody kind of invited me to join the the raid group that was forming. Um, that was you know behind the scenes was you and uh, Steven and a few others. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I met all of you. I don't think I met you in person, Tim or Steven. Um, I think for several months after that, I think the kind of relationship we had was that like, I knew I recognized your voice and I knew your name, but I only ever like conversed with you through PlayStation network. Yeah. You definitely were hanging out with Cody before me. Um, Cause he's the one that kind of, I said, introduced us to each other. Like I said, I, I remember playing and to be honest, I didn't really even know Steven <laughs> really at this point. Um, Cody, like I said, it all kind of revolves around him because he was the one that was like, we need to film, like, form a raid group. And to, to specify, you know, raiding in Destiny, you needed six people, um, a solid six people to be able to do it weekly. And which we never home. had. Which, yeah, which you never had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we only ever got five. It was the four of us and then our, um, our other friend, Matt. Yeah. Um, and then their sixth slot was always rotating. It was one of at least four other people would fill in for us. Yep with the sixth man but you had to have a you had to have a team of six which was kind of hard for us um because we didn't know a lot of people that a you know the ps4 was still relatively new at this time um and nobody really we didn't really know a lot of people that had destiny so to speak or was invested in us at at this time because we were really really invested in destiny one um which could be good or bad depending on how you want to look at it but anyway we all formed this raid party um and then the four of us got kind of close because even though matt was there he kind of was doing his own thing would just join us um for raids because unfortunately unless you were doing a raid you can only party with three other people which was another weird thing about destiny yeah um 
So we would kind of rotate between the three of us of who was doing what. We all kind of got close for that. And then, you know, that's how we all met. But that's only like the basis of the story of how we got to be what we are today. Um, in the sense of we all hung out together for, I want to say, at least a year before the event that happened um, actually happened. And um, Cody, I don't know if you want to handle this part. I mean, um, yeah. Because um, I was going to say, I know, Christian, you definitely knew Tim before you knew Steven. Yeah, that's correct. So, I mean, I didn't really know uh, Steven until he came into uh, the game shop and I brought up his account and actually saw his name pop up on the screen. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's you. You're like, yeah, we, we're playing Destiny together. Um, but yeah, I didn't actually know what he looked like until up, up until that point. So, yeah, I know. And I think uh, Tim had come into the store with you a few times. And so I kind of had the relationship there. I was like, okay, oh, this is Tim. And um, yeah, so no, it was Stephen definitely, I think, was the last person to meet in person. Yeah. Yeah. Because even though I worked at the same game shop with you, um, we never worked together because I was the person that just filled in shifts. <laughs> so I always got um, the one person that nobody wanted to work with, essentially. Um, so I was always fed to the wolves while you and Cody would always be hanging out at uh, the store. It's pretty great. But, eh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, anyway. the, uh, the person in charge of scheduling at that time did not do a great job. So we'll say that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so. A lot of things with the people in charge. Anyway. <laughs> so fast forward a little bit. Um, I don't remember which birthday it was. I forget when the movie came out. So I, I guess it would have been my 25th birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, we were seeing... Uh, what was it? Spectre? Sounds right. Uh, it became a weird tradition to see the James Bond movie. Um, yeah, oddly, they always opened up the first week of November, which is around your birthday. Yeah, they always... They, it was either on or right before or after my birthday. And I, I think I said in the last podcast, I grew up with James Bond, so it was just perfect. So the four of us had gotten up to go see it at Ye Olde Movie House, and... We went to Steak and Shake to get breakfast because that was just part of it. And I, so I still don't understand why the guy drew the conclusion he, he, he ended up at. Because me and Tim were wearing essentially matching Pittsburgh Steelers sweatshirts. Yep. And I think Steven was the only one wearing an actual... Steven was wearing a Breath of the Wild shirt. Yeah, he was wearing a Breath of the Wild shirt. It was like a blue, a lightish blue kind of colored one. Yeah, and like I had a Final Fantasy shirt underneath my hoodie, but he couldn't have seen that. I don't remember what Christian was wearing, but I don't think it was game related. I don't think so either. I think I might have been dressed for work, but I'm not sure. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but we walked in and like, honestly, it kind of came off like an insult the way the dude said it. Yeah, so want to preface it like we went and ate and cody was barely awake because he doesn't wake he's not a morning person no um and we all went to steak and shake because they had some new breakfast bowl thing going on i don't remember what it was called um and then we're all like all right cool well the movie's about to start so let's all go pay and i remember that like steven paid and i think it was maybe christian or you cody that was paying i i was i was off the side i remember that and there was the manager 
of the steak and shake that was ringing us up and for whatever reason it, it still baffles me because again steven was not being helped and he was the only one wearing any type of gaming um swag so to speak because it's important to the story because like he kind of looked the guy at the counter kind of looked at us and was just like so are you all some kind of gamers and then we just thought that was so ridiculous like he said it so judgy yeah like, like it was a very like passive aggressive tone to his comment yeah i think it kind of caught us all off guard because we're all like i mean yes we are <laughs> yeah but Oh, did you know that? Like, what? What? what is, what's happening? Yeah, here? Like, I'm wearing, me and Cody are wearing football stuff. Christian looks like he's going to work, and I guess Steven's wearing a Zelda thing. But he's the only one. Shouldn't you be asking him if he's some kind of gamer? Why are you asking all of us? Like, it was just so weird because the answer was true, but we were kind of just taken aback by it because, like, how did this guy know? Yeah, it was really, really bizarre. And then, uh, for whatever reason, we just adopted that. Like, we just laughed at it and adopted it. Here's the thing, and it, it might be my fault, but I'm one of those people that, like, once I hear something that I think is funny, I repeat it 400,000 times. <laughs> so I can clearly, evidently remember seeing myself be like, what are we, some kind of gamers? Ha, 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 ha. And then us just laughing about it to the point where it wasn't funny anymore. And then we're like, well... We are some kind of gamers. <laughs> and then that became the label for us from then forward. I mean, even now, six years later, we have a group chat called Some Kind of Gamers. All of our groups are called Some Kind of Gamers. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever it is, it's just Some Kind of Gamer or SKOG or, you know, as, as for like clan tags or call symbols or something like that. Like it just, that's just what it was. It's what it became. And like we took like this passive aggressive comment that was done by us or, or done for us rather and just kind of made it us. So, yeah. And then from there, when we started doing this, initially it, it was just Cody and I and then Christian joined on like a couple of days later and we were going to be some kind of gamers, but um, we wanted to do more than just gaming and didn't kind of want to pigeonhole us into one specific category and plus, Steven wasn't going to be there. So we didn't think it was right to call us some kind of gamers because not all of us are here. Yeah, it's kind of like our sacred thing. <laughs> yeah. So um, we went with some kind of entertainment and then, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, pretty much. So um, if you're wondering where the some kind of come from, that's that's essentially it is, you know, it just kind of works for everything. You know, we can be some kind of entertainment. We can host some kind of podcast. If you want to message us with some kind of email or sorry, some kind of message, some kind of email was taken. Um, <laughs> so it just kind of fits that you can put almost anything at the end of it. So uh, long story short, some passive aggressive douchebag at Steak and Shake tried to insult us and we took it and made it our own thing. Yeah. So Anyway, that's enough about us. Um, moving forward, let's talk more about us um, <laughs> in, a, in a segment that um, is going to, you know, redefine podcasting as a whole. I don't know if anybody has ever thought of doing this kind of segment before in the history of podcasts. It's this groundbreaking stuff here, gentlemen. I want to talk about what we're doing, what we're playing and what we're watching. <laughs> so, you know, 
in the spirit of this groundbreaking, just revolutionary topic, I'm going to start with you, Christian, and what you playing or watching. Yeah, so in whatever little free time I do have, um, uh, as far as TV shows go, um, specifically anime, I've been trying to keep up to date with uh, Dr. Stone season two. And How I've is that? I've never watched it. Uh, it's good. Yeah, I know. I, so the first season came out. I saw it advertised on Funimation and I was like, ah, it's all science. And like, you know, like I, I get enough of school when I'm at school. So I don't want to, I don't want to watch that. And then Ashley, one of Ashley, my wife's uh, friends from school recommended it to her. Uh, and then she was like, Hey, like, why don't we try to watch it? Um, so we did. And then I was just like, Oh crap. I'm kind of ashamed for to like love an anime. That's all educational, but like, it's, it's really addicting. And it's all about, you know, post-apocalypse where, I guess like a bomb went off and turned everyone into stone. And then slowly over time, one of them figured out a way to break out of this like stone appearance, like thousands of years into the future, um, somehow perfectly preserved inside this like, you know, stone little husk. And then uh, he figures out and it's like, you know, super, super nerd scientist guy. So he figures out the like the recipe to, uh, to make a concoction to basically do the same thing to others. So he finds his friends and then they start, making more of this concoction and like slowly unthawing and breaking everyone else out and trying to rebuild civilization. Cause of course, since everyone was in stone, everything just kind of collapsed every thousands of years. Um, so the reason it's called Dr. Stone is because essentially because of that, they all got sent back to the stone age and are having to start from scratch, but not really because this guy is a mad genius and memorized everything about science and is able to shoot that perfect recollection. <laughs> yep. Yep. Interesting. Um, yeah. So no, it's great. Um, so I've been, uh, that's a couple episodes into the season two now. Um, and then the other one was Promise Neverland, uh, which is also a, um, uh, a watch that my uh, wife recommended. Um, she's much more into it than I am. It is interesting, um, but that one's the one about how it's like an alternate um, dimension where there's farms, but everyone on the farms are, it's like a human farm and they're farming these kids to then be at a certain age, like sold off and eaten by these demons. Okay. So, yeah, I uh, won't say too much more just to not give any of the plot away. Or, uh... Yeah, so those are both anime. Okay. What's um, Sorry, I missed that. You're good. Uh, it's called The Promised Neverland. Uh, season one is up in, I think, it dubbed and subbed on Funimation. And then the second season is just rolling out now, and it's only in subbed, if I believe. Raising its own kids. Classic. Anyway. <laughs> Um, and then on the, the gaming side of things, um, of course, we've all been playing that new uh, free game of the month that just came live for PlayStation 5 Destruction All-Stars. Um, have varying kind of levels of uh, of how much we're enjoying the game. Um, I don't. I, I think like all of us can agree that it's not perfect by any means and it definitely no. needs some, uh, some patching and some... Uh, um, so here's my thing with Destruction All-Stars, and I don't mean to get off topic right here, but it's not really good talking about it um i thought it was going to be me and my friends blown up by the people in cars now <laughs> in a sense that's what it is but it's more like call of duty meets destruction derby in the sense that the only online or the only multiplayer things are online and it's always like 8v8 and um some of the game modes are a little wonky in my opinion and, and, and for a game where you have to, like, one of the game modes is called Stockpile, I think. And you have to get out of your vehicle to collect 
the gears, whatever, which for a game that's based around cars is kind of odd to me. Yeah, I think that that mechanic that they incorporated where you have to get out of your vehicle and actually be on foot was not really needed. I was thinking that this was going to be like a graphically enhanced with slightly more um, complex game modes of like Rocket League where like you're just in your car the entire time blowing crap up. And that was kind of like Rocket League meets Twisted Metal was how I wanted it to be. And it's more kind of like, I don't know, (laughs) not that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's weird i mean like visually it it does look really nice i'll give it oh, that <clears throat> um yeah it has a lot of work before i think i'll play it again mm-hmm. yeah and i mean it's free so i mean like it's not like any of us actually paid anything no. for it so we can't, can't complain much yeah. yeah yeah um and then just kind of on the side i mean like i'm still occasionally playing rounds of uh, call of duty cold of war um still waiting for the second Warzone map to maybe get released bro it's just never gonna happen at this point (laughs) we'll see i mean so the uh modern warfare when they originally came out with warzone released last january i think at the very end so we're about in that same time zone where like they could i guess like announce that it's coming in the next few weeks and it's about be on target with the last one um still waiting for them to patch assassin's creed valhalla so that i can actually do this last freaking mission uh to platinum the game yeah yeah Yeah. uh and then my my little story of the week uh, with gaming. Um, so this game called The Pedestrian. Okay, I've been waiting for like days to ask you about this game. Okay, so uh, a little bit of like backstory for the game. You know, it's uh, it's like a just a puzzle game. It's a, you know, like I think $20 game on PlayStation Network, probably also on PC, um, where you play as a little, you know, like sign, like little like man or woman on a sign and you have to figure out ways and puzzles to get from sign to sign and everything. And it's, it's really cool. Um, it starts off very like um, introductory, but what's something I've realized about platforming games is although in puzzle games, although I love them, there is a sharp curve about halfway through all these games because the intro part is always super easy. I get to like mid game and I'm like, this is enjoyable. And then by the time I get to the end, I want to like, die destroy something (laughs) because it is so ridiculously hard and i'm just like what do they even want me to do here i don't even understand um but um so the last part of the story uh well anyways it's a short game i actually have already beat it and it was was really fun um you know it's worth 20 bucks or whatever if you just want something on the side just to play for like a day or a weekend um shout out for skookum arts uh the developer for creating a a a, uh, awesome game also want to say an apology to Skookum Arts um, because when I first turned the game on and downloaded it onto my console, okay, so the way the game loads up, you have this floating dot on your screen and it just kind of like flickers in and out. And in my head, I was like, okay, it's a loading screen. And I was like, okay, I guess the game's going to start here in a minute. I guess I'll just give it a few minutes. Maybe it's just lagging out. And then I like uninstalled the game, reinstalled it, it still kept happening. And I was like, what the heck? So I went on to Skookum Art's Twitter page and saw that they made a post about like, just, you know, uh, it was a picture of them holding the um, the DualSense controller and playing the game and saying, you know, just for proof that it does work on the PlayStation 5. And I added them in the comments and said, except that it doesn't. And then I put a picture or it was like a 10 second clip of the screen I was seeing and then the uh, the nice person running their uh, PR uh, social media account responded and said, kind of like, 
hey bud you know you see that dot on the screen if you just like shift your left analog stick to the right a little bit you know it, it'll it'll start the game you just kind of have to move move the controller a little bit and i was just like oh okay um sorry i bothered you good game thanks guys hey, you're helpful at least they were helpful for you. Yeah, no, super nice about it. It was not passive aggressive at all. They were like, hey, bud, you know, thanks for buying our game. But, you know, if you actually want to play it, you got to move the stupid joystick, you know? You got to use the controller in your hand <laughs> to make the game work. X is um, dumb, Christian. X well, and see, that's another thing, because I kept mashing, like, you know, X, circle, triangle, um, and nothing was happening. I guess, I don't know. In my head, it didn't appear. Um, I don't know. I hope I'm not the only one on this planet that goes to play that game that doesn't have this as the disclaimer that has that same problem. I hope I'm not the only one, but we'll see. Hmm. All right. Well, moving on to you, Cody, what's your plan slash watching? Um, so I'll start with watching, uh, only because I want to give a disclaimer that we record these a week in advance. Okay. Yeah. Pull back the curtain here. And in episode three, <laughs> Christian said we were talking about things that didn't deserve spinoffs and Christian said speaking of things that don't deserve spinoffs probably shouldn't waste your time with WandaVision something along those lines and I agreed yeah he said if you want to see two characters that don't deserve a spinoff look at WandaVision yeah so that was before episode what was it four yeah yeah, which was really, really good, okay? I feel awful because <laughs> we just kind of... I don't think you should feel that awful, though, because I'm so... I And I for love for this out of mind. I'm up to speed on it. I'm on uh, Watch It's Episode 4 as well. It did save the series because the first few was just like, what the heck is actually going yeah. on? Yeah. I still don't think it saved it enough to where you should feel bad for hating on it for the first couple episodes. Okay. I feel like they started off really weird. No, I, I don't feel bad for hating on it the first couple episodes because and even even now that I know that like weird things are happening and like I've seen that episode, I'll still never go back and watch the first three episodes. Like they just were not enjoyable for me. I, I, I could not have cared any less uh, than I did for the black and white you know, old timey sitcom thing. Like it just, it did not work with me. Uh, so I don't feel bad about that. I just feel bad about, we were, we were a little harsh. You all were, I said, I liked the show. This is true. Tim defended it. Tim did so. defend it. Um, I just wanted to get that out there. Episode four was really great. I'm actually really excited to see where it goes from here. Um, so get that out there. Okay. Um, other than that, like, I haven't really been watching anything on um, streaming services. I've honestly just been on YouTube a lot lately, watching cooking shows. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. What was that cooking? What was that weird cooking show you mentioned to me last night? Oh yeah, shout out to uh, Sam the Cooking Guy. Um, I just his channel. I don't. I don't know why it's so just like addictive to watch, but it, it is. I've always liked cooking shows, and I guess he's just like. I don't know. He just comes off as just a dude that's cooking. Like, do you like to cook? I do. When, but like, I, I, it's weird. So like, I want to cook, but like, I have to be in the mood to do it. Okay. Yeah. Because it's 
I like to cook, but I don't want to cook and also clean. Yeah, no, definitely not. So like it's if my wife feels like doing one or the other, I'll happily do the other, but I don't ever really want to do both. I kind of dread doing both. So I feel you. Okay. I got to admit something right now, and this is a kind of a guilty pleasure of mine, but I love cooking shows. I watch them all the time. I'm talking chopped guys, grocery games. I just, I recently went through and watched iron chef. I, I love them. Yeah. No, I, I'm all about them. Uh, even that weird anime that was all about cooking. Food Wars? Uh, food Wars. <laughs> it's it, it, I don't know. It's like guilty pleasure show. Like it, weird is an understatement. It, weird is definitely an understatement, but it's it's a great show. Yeah. If you can get past the weirdness, like premises, you know, is what it is. Um to be fair, most anime is very weird. I mean, yeah, but that yeah, show is like really, really weird. weird. Um we're 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 being cautious about how we're wording this cuz it's yeah, it's it's not for children. No, no, it is very explicit. In- yeah. Um. So that's really all I've been watching. Um, because I've been doing a lot of editing and stuff. Um, You're watching us. Been watching, yeah, us. Um, sounded dirty. <laughs> been watching uh, Tim play Resident Evil Four. Spoilers. Um. So that'll actually have dropped at least. Two episodes will have dropped by the time this comes out. Yeah, episode one and two will yeah. be on our YouTube channel. Check it out. Sometime entertainment. Um, I've been playing Hitman Three. Uh, I'm also doing. I'm recording a playthrough of that. Also uh, going to be on the channel. Yeah. Um, and then um, I'm setting things up for future recordings. Uh, I know you and Christian are going to be playing Resident Evil Five at some point. Me and him are going to be playing Resident Evil 6. Yay. Um, for me, not you guys. For me, yeah. And then Tim's going to be playing Resident Evil 7. I personally can't wait for that. Because, I mean, I'm I'm a wuss when it comes to scary things, but I think Tim's even higher than me on that scale. Okay, let's move forward. So this is gonna, well, it's, okay. it's going to be good. In Tim's defense, Tim, you like horror movies, don't you? No. You don't? No. no, no. Dude, I totally remember going to see the premiere of It. Yeah. With you and Ashley. Well, okay, well, first of all, I read the book of It. Okay, that was like what sucked you in. Well, yeah. So I kind of wanted to see the movie. And second of all, I don't know if you remember, I screamed like a little witch. <laughs> I mean, we all did because we were in <laughs> Dolby and the whole freaking theater was shaking every that single awesome. time anything jumped. It was, was great, awesome. but it was horrifying. Um, yeah, no. I, mean, I like the occasional one. Like I, I like it. Hannibal, I like Hannibal. I don't, I don't, I don't get into them too much. I, I can deal without it. I mean, I, it's the same. Like I, I don't like scary movies at all, and that's why it, it, it's weird that A Quiet Place is one of my all-time favorite movies. Just because, I mean, it, I guess it technically falls in that category, but I feel like it's more suspense than anything. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, um, that's really it for me. Okay. Well, moving on to me, I've been watching BoJack because I never finished it. I got hey. through the first like season. Not that it's bad. I just had other things going on, and then time passed, and now the whole series is done. So I figured it's good as time as any to binge my way through it. So I started season four today. Um, but by the time how many seasons are there? Six. Okay. Yeah. Just a heads up. Probably on five. Okay. The uh, 
the end is extremely dark and depressing. Oh, well, the whole show is kind of dark and depressing. Um, yeah, but it's like I think like it kind of alludes to the fact that like there might be a happy ending, and then it just. All right. Well, I'm gonna take your word for it because the whole show is. I mean, I want I don't want to spoil anything for anybody that wants to watch it, but one of the characters just died, and I was like, "Holy crap! They actually killed somebody off." Um. Anyway, so I'm watching BoJack, and I'm playing Resident Evil Four, which. If you think this is your favorite game of the Resident Evils, there is a special place in hell for you because this game, it's not bad. It's not bad, but I, if I wasn't for this channel and doing my reactions to playing it, I would never play this game. I would get to the opening part where I couldn't move the camera more with the right joystick and be like, well, I'm never playing this. And then I would delete it off my system, never to touch it again. But as it stands, I do have a channel that I want to produce content for and I'm pretty hilarious when it comes to uh, aggravating and scary situations. So here I am playing it. Now I say all this, but there's actually something I want. There's actually a story I want to tell. It has nothing to do with what I'm actually playing currently, but what I'm actually about to be playing. Um, so Christian mentioned earlier that one of the free games this month, the month of February, which is when we're recording this, um, is Destruction All-Stars. But the other one is Control Ultimate Edition. And I bought Control when it came out in 2019. And it's a really fun game. I got really into it, but I never finished it, not because of anything to do with the game itself, but because shortly after Control came out, in fact, I think it was a week later, Borderlands 3 came out. And Borderlands 3 took my attention away from Control just the way it is i wanted to play borderlands um so the ultimate edition was on on for free and i only bought the original edition of control so even though i own it it's worth me redownloading the ultimate edition because it has all the dlc on it and whatnot and all the other fun little things i was like all right well it's free for me anyway so it's not like i'm actually paying any additional money for all this stuff i'm gonna go ahead and get it so as i'm downloading it there's on the PlayStation 5, if you like scroll down from like the page where the um, game is at, there's like news on the game. And I was like, let me just see what's on here. I'm just kind of like trying to fill time while this is downloading. Because, um, you know, I also want to free up whatever bandwidth I have to support the download. Um, and there's a video, excuse me, with the host, or not the host, with the, um, the star of... Um, Control. Now, Control, you play as the main character. Her name is Jessie Faden. Um, and she is motion captured slash played by um, a woman named Courtney Hope. Um, and Courtney is doing a tour of Remedy Entertainment, which is the studio that produced um, Control. They also have Alan Wake and uh, Quantum Break, or two of their other major titles. Um, and I want to disclaimer this and saying that like I have nothing against Remedy and I have nothing against Courtney Hope. Um, I just think that this video that they put out was funny in the most awkward way. Um, so again, it's a tour of their studios with Courtney. Mm -hmm. um, you can tell that she has no idea what she's doing very early on. The video is only five and a half minutes long and it feels all five and a half minutes um and like i said I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody here but like at one point she herself admits she doesn't know any of these rooms or any of the people in these rooms and she kind of is just walking along and she goes this is a room where they're working on the game and this is a guy that's working on the game like this is the, she said she doesn't introduce anybody 
She doesn't say this is the room where they're, edit they're editing and oh look, there's Mark, you know, Mark the guy working on sound mixes or whatever. She she just looks like she was there to do something else. And they're like, hey, you're the star of our game. Uh, here's a camera dude. They're just gonna follow you around while you go through the studio. And she just went, okay, that sounds cool. But they didn't give her anything else to say. So like you, and she's trying, she's trying so hard. And I feel bad for her because she's trying. You can tell she's trying to like think of things to say, but she doesn't really know anything that's beyond the scope of like her character or her acting in the game. Right. So um, it's the most hilariously awkward thing um, to watch. And I highly recommend you guys go and watch it. Yeah, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, it, it, it's on the PlayStation Store. Like I said, if you go to Control. Like I said, I'm not trying to make fun of Remedy Studios or anything like that. It just was an odd choice because, you know, why wouldn't you give her some things to point out, you know? I don't know. Like, they start in the kitchen and then they end the video in the same kitchen because she walks back there. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm sure they wanted to just get her, like, initial reaction just, like, on camera, like, seeing, like, the facility for the first time. But they, I, in a situation like that, they probably should have given her at least a couple prompts and, like, hey, when you pass this office, this is what it is, not just, like, this is a room. Yeah, well, at one point, she's taking a tour. And, like I said, the video is five and a half minutes long. And around the three and a half, four-minute mark, so the video has been almost halfway through now, she openly admits that she's never really explored the building before. So like you go, she goes through half more than half the video trying to fill time, I guess. And then admits that she has no idea what it's what she's going like, on. okay, I ran out of fake things to say. Yeah. Cause uh, unfortunately she goes like a board and there's all the pictures of the people. Uh, if you were walking by, like these are the people that must work here. Right. Yeah. She does the exact same thing. She walks up and goes, I guess this is all the people that work here. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I'm not trying to make fun of either Courtney or Remedy Entertainment. I know that they're doing whatever they need to do. And they're way vastly more um, successful than I've been at this point in my life. I just think it's a hilarious video. Well, that's actually really interesting because not to go off too far in a tangent, but me and Christian talked briefly about this earlier. Um, so control actually if you can wait like a month you'll get the ps5 version of that for free okay um but like i can wait, I can wait a month <laughs> it's just really weird that like they're kind of in like rocky water right now because you can go on amazon and pre-order the ultimate edition for the ps5 for 142 dollars i don't why? know why it's 142 dollars i think it's a weird pricing issue um, that a couple of retailers are having, but the the point is that people have paid for this game either on you know PSN or whatever, and then now it's just free. Yeah. So I wonder. I, I own it. I own it, and I I download it again again for the. Ultimate. Well, yeah, but so the ultimate edition is the edition that comes with the the PS5 upgrade. Which is okay. why it shocked me that they made that version, the free version for the game of the month or whatever. Uh, so I wonder if that video was sort of them like trying to distract people. Like, look, look, we have things going on. I don't think so, because um, 
someone makes a reference to something in 2019. So this is an old, oh. an old. Yeah, this is this is not recent. At least from my understanding. Maybe I don't know. maybe they recorded it and thought, Ugh, I mean, we should hold on to this. It was posted from them on January 15th of this year, but the right. reference that he makes is from 2019. Like he, he specifically references the year 2019. So I don't know. Interesting. That's just something he's doing at this point, or if that's actually the year it is. Was anyone in the video or in the background wearing a mask? No, no one's wearing a mask. It's probably yeah. 2019 or early 2020. Well, you also realize that she only interacted with like two people. Mm-hmm. Hard to tell. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Sorry. Um, continue with what you what you playing and watching. Um. I mean, that's essentially it. I mean, I've I've been watching BoJack, like I said, and I've been playing Resident Evil Four. Um. That you can at this point, the first two episodes are out. You should go watch them because I get really um angry. The only thing I'm going to mention about it is do you watch the videos? Is that I'm, I don't know what you did, Cody, but I'm pretty sure it's uncensored. Um. So at the time of this recording, we have a few episodes, you know, pre-recorded or whatever, and I'm editing them. Um, I think there was no need to edit anything or censor anything in the first four episodes. Yeah, I went off on a little bit of a tangent on one of them episodes. Though. So I think five and six are definitely going to be censored a little bit. Yeah, when I fought that whale thing, yeah, I, I was... I was dropping some <laughs> F-bombs. Um, but they're funny. They're really funny. No, yeah, my, my reactions are hilarious. And even though you know, I'm not looking forward to playing the other ones, um, I will play them. So. Um, all right, well, that kind of wraps up that segment. So let's move on forward to our big discussion of the week. Um, at the time of recording, this, is very, this happened in the very recent past. Um, Mr. Kevin Hart was cast in a movie that I didn't even know existed or was even like going to be a thing or was even talked about until I think you told me Cody about it. Um, Kevin Hart was cast as Roland in a Borderlands movie. Um, now, for those of you who don't know, if you played, if you didn't play Borderlands, Borderlands um, is a first person shooter where you essentially just travel, traverse these, arid wastelands um on this planet called pandora and you can play up as one as four people you can play as roland who's casted by kevin hart and there's three other ones there's mordecai there's brick and there's lilith now the interesting thing about kevin hart being casted um as roland is that kevin hart is a comedian and is known for his stand-up comedy and his hilarious antics and Roland is a very serious character. Um, he doesn't joke around a lot. He's the, he ends up becoming a leader of a mercenary group. Um, and while Borderlands as a whole has humor in it and everything, Roland was never really a comedic character. Like there's other people to do that. So before we get into like the big topic, which is going to be crossovers between movies and video games, I just wanted to know what your guys' thoughts were of Kevin Hart being casted, Roland, and who you think should play um, Mordecai, Brick, and Lilith. Um, look, I, I love Kevin Hart a lot. I absolutely love his stand-up um, and his movies. The 
the issue I have with him being Roland is not so much that he's a comedic actor and personality. It's the fact that physically and his stature, his stature. Yeah. It, it doesn't yeah, even a, a bigger guy. Roland's also a tall dude. Roland's like six, five and Kevin Hart is like four, three or something. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's a short dude and his voice is also pretty high pitched. And Roland yeah. has a very deep voice. So I, I, it just doesn't, like, I love Kevin Hart, but he just doesn't project Roland to me. Like, I might catch flack for this, but I feel like he would have been perfect as, like, Claptrap. <laughs> just voicing him, you mean? Just voicing him, yeah. Not, yeah. like, in, like, a little suit. Here's his Claptrap. I just think like his his like brand of comedy, that very sarcastic, funny humor. Like I, I feel like it's perfect for Claptrap, not Roland. But I know that he's trying to do this as a serious role. Like he's going to play it very serious, and so that's that's fine. I hope it works out. It's just my concerns now for the rest of the cast is that they're going to follow every other like. I don't know, since, like, 2005, like, they're going to follow the trope where, like, The Rock's going to be in it now. Like, he's going to be Brick or something. And it's just going to be weird. Like, they're just going to just go crazy with the cast, and it's not going to make any sense. It's going to be the cast of Jumanji, but in Borderlands. Right. So, I I don't know. I I, I hope it's good, but like, like you, I didn't know this existed. I guess I missed the announcement. Yeah, yeah they, I didn't know that like there was a movie in talks at all. I'm sorry, go ahead, Christian. Oh no, you're fine. I was just gonna say they. I don't think they still do it. It was like a monthly Borderlands show that they did kind of around the launch of Borderlands three this past fall, and uh, in there they they brought it up that it was gonna be that it was actually approved and uh, it was going through. Um, also, just want to point out that uh, Lilith, um, at least tentatively, has been cast as Kate oh. Blanchett. Right. I didn't know that. That must have been new between when I wrote this question and when we uh, recorded. Uh, and again, like I'm not, I don't, I so I'm not, I had to look her, I saw the name come up on, I guess hey, it was Blanche, Twitter she or played, something. Um, didn't you play um, in Thor's sister, Death or whatever? In, yeah. Yeah. In uh, Ragnarok? <clears throat> I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. She was Thor's sister. And Galadriel, I think, is her name in Lord of the Rings. Um, anyway, I had to look her up because I didn't like instantly connect the name to a face. And then I looked up, and I'm pretty sure she's like... Let me look this up before I say the wrong thing. She's 51. Okay. And I'm not trying to be ageist here, but I'm like, I feel like they're just kind of pulling people that they want to pull. Like, they're, they're not fitting the age range like the stature the like mood or tone of the character like i think they're just kind of like being like yeah we want you for this movie and you're gonna play this role yeah it sounds like they're just trying to get big names yeah um which i think is kind of a a trap that i think a lot of movies that want their you spend especially if it's a spinoff of something whether it's be a you know a game spinoff of a movie or a movie spinoff of a game um 
they think that as long as they can get some big name actors and actresses in there, that it'll just be a success. And that's not how it works. No, I mean, the writing's got to be good, too. Yeah, and to be fair, I don't know if this is based off the first video game or if they're trying to do like their own separate thing like we don't know where this is going to take place in the borderlands timeline i mean obviously you know i don't want to spoil anything for borderlands three or two or any of the other ones but you know there is a certain place that some of this has to fall based on like yeah character arcs if i had to guess i think they'll probably just going to redo the plot of the original game since they're casting these four main titles which were the four main or four main characters which were the four main um from the original game yeah it's gonna it's that or it's gonna be some like prequel or something i don't know so real quick who would if you guys had casting abilities who would you cast in these roles for the four mains um I think for Roland, I would have gone with like Michael B. Jordan or Idris Elba or something. Um, yeah. My initial guy was uh, the dude that plays Falcon. I can't think of his name. Uh, is it Anthony Mackie? Anthony Mackie, yes. Yeah, I could see that. Um, for Brick, I don't know. I wrestler B. Like I, I really like. Just there's a professional wrestler called Braun Strowman who would be brick size i was gonna say it's most likely a professional wrestler that i've never heard of um or uh what's his face that played drax oh batista batista yeah yeah. i could totally see that i was gonna say if they're starting down this path like i mean why not just freaking cast john cena as brick and just be done with it like i mean he'd probably play it pretty well he's got the right build like just go for it yeah i think uh kristen ritter who was jessica jones would be a good lilith I could see that. Mm-hmm. I could also see um, uh, Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah, I can see Emma Stone. So no one's mentioned Mordecai. Who for Mordecai? I, that's the thing. I, I don't know. James Franco. Honestly, that might not be bad. That's really not a bad choice. Isn't it? It's perfect. You can see it. You can see him as it. <laughs> the only problem yeah. with that is that, again, like Kevin Hart, he like he comes with like baggage in terms of other actors, yeah. And I feel like Seth Rogen's yeah. gonna have to be in it. Seth Rogen should voice Claptrap. I don't know if I could do it, man. I I can't I can't hear Claptrap like like <laughs> like it just no. Seth Rogen can voice uh, Bloodwing, his little bird, and so he go. just has yeah. to caw into the mic every like couple minutes. <laughs> Oh God! Um, All right. Well, moving on from that, um, you know, like I said, I kind of wanted to talk about uh, crossover movies here. So, there's been uh, surprisingly a lot of crossovers between games and movies, considering that, you know, from general experience, they don't necessarily work out great. Yeah, historically, um, definitely not. Yeah, historically speaking. Um, so. If you had to pick the best and the worst ones of a crossover between a game and a movie, and, and I'm specifically talking from game to movie. However, if you do want to do the opposite way, that's fine too. Um, what would you guys think would be your best and worst ones? Uh, Christian, go ahead. I was about to tell you to go ahead and think about it. <laughs> um, okay. I can think of my best one already. Um, yeah, okay. go for it. I'm pretty sure the best one I've seen, and it, it was very recent, was the Sonic one. And that's saying something because it started off 
trying to be just as bad as any other game to movie crossover title has ever been because of the whole controversy with how Sonic looked in the first initial trailer and how bad it was and how they gave him like human teeth and it was just kind of terrifying looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, obviously they the studio took time, they delayed the release of the movie and they reanimated Sonic throughout the whole entire thing and made him more um like his character was supposed to be um and honestly if i'm it it was a really good movie i mean it wasn't you know groundbreaking oscar winning or anything but when it when you think about other here's like i have a list of some of the movies that are some of the like game slash movie crossovers you know you're talking like your avatar you know all the resident evil movies all the hitman ones detective pikachu detective pikachu is actually a good one too max Payne. uh the Harry Potter movies have gone back and forth, but obviously, you know, that actually started from a book. Uh, Lord of the Rings, you have all the Final Fantasy ones like Advent Children and Spirits Within. And then, you know, the Star Wars have been A and many millions of games. And then, you know, all the Lego games and stuff like that, too. So, like, when you talk about it, like, it's, it's kind of hit and miss with them. But I think Sonic or maybe Detective Pikachu would be the best. Yeah, if we're talking game to movie... For me, it's either it's either Detective Pikachu or Advent Children. Yeah, I mean, Advent Children was great considering it came out what like twenty years, not twenty years, because twenty years would just happen, like ten or fifteen years after. Yeah, um, Seven came out. Mm-hmm. I like probably. I mean, people always wanted the remake to happen, but probably actually spurred the big like push to make the remake i think so arguably so there's been quite a few crossovers in it from games to movies from final fantasy and resident evil over the years right those are like the two big ones that have had like quite a few iterations the the biggest one but resident evil correct me if i'm wrong because i'm only i'm only now playing four really don't have anything to do with the games right alice isn't a character uh no so the closest one is probably resident evil one um or two in terms of movies to game like the characters are there except for alice um like jill valentine's there carlos is in there wesker uh wesker's in there um you know the zombies uh and like the liquors and stuff like that like they're all present and that's why like i think the first two worked really well because like it was in the the world of the games but then like they took a hard left yeah and they ended up in a weird place yeah i just know they get really off yeah it yeah it didn't it didn't go great and then like you're saying with Final Fantasy, there's really only like three Final Fantasy movies. Avon Children, Spear Within, and the Kingsglaive. Yeah, Kingsglaive. Yeah. Which is really good, actually. I just, like, you just reminded me of that. Yeah. Uh, so I think on a, it took me a second. I had a movie in the back of my head. I was trying to think of that. Like, this is the most piece of crap movie. I have at least one of the worst I've ever seen when it comes to crossovers. And I was trying to recall it. And I finally remembered, um, doom from 2005 starring Dwayne, the rock Johnson was some of the most 
It was it was it was bad. It was uh, all right. I have a soft spot for Doom. I do too. Really? It was I do too. I I I feel for you, and I have a lot of those movies as well. But from a, a guy that doesn't have any connection to anything, um, like sentimental, like that was, whoa. Okay, I I never played a Doom, but I watched it with our buddy Matt, and dude, we lost our minds when it went first person. We were like, oh my god, it's just like the movie. But of course, you know, we were like 16, 17 years old. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, we were dumb kids. <laughs> I have a soft spot for that movie. It's really bad. It is. I, I can't, I can't defend. It's not good. <laughs> no. Um. But yeah, I have a soft spot. I mean, it's just like, to be honest, the Resident Evil or like Fast and Furious movies, like they're all pretty insanely cheesy and dumb, but I love them. Yeah, I know it's fair. And I don't, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, if you're doing a crossover from movie to game, game to movie, it's never going to be anything amazing. Like it's going to be okay or it's going to be terrible. Like so, there's not really like a upper end scale to this. Why do you think that it is? Because, you know, when you're playing a video game, it's this fantastical thing, you know, it's all awesome. And then like, we're going to make a movie about it. And you're like, the two are able to both do that crazy fantastical thing. So why do you think that crossovers like that don't work well? They try too hard. Yeah. I mean, like they, they go a little too far when they shouldn't. And I honestly think in order they can't, you can't replicate a gaming experience and a cinematic experience. Mm-mm. And have it have the same result because it's just not the same. Like one is like interactive experience where you're actually playing as this character or characters throughout an entire, you know, however many hours plus game. And the other one is just sitting in the theater on your couch watching, you know, on your television, this two, maybe two, two to three hour experience play out. And a lot of times it's trying to condense a however long game into that time period. And it just doesn't work. Yeah. The one thing that I kind of came to mind uh, for the movies that I did like, like you said, I actually enjoyed Sonic, uh, that newest movie that came out. I thought, I mean, like it wasn't great, but it was good. I thought it was humorous. And yeah, it was I enjoyed good. it. Um, I also probably my favorite crossover um, would be Detective Pikachu. And I think one of the reasons I liked it as much as I did, and I, I it was also one of the reasons I was unsure about it going into it, is because it didn't follow the plot of any Pokemon game. True. It just did its own thing. It actually had the title of a 3DS game called Detective Pikachu, where you played as a detective that was a Pikachu. But even that, it wasn't the same plot line. It was something totally different, and they just kind of did their own thing. And I think that's kind of what you have to do. You know, you can you can utilize the same uh, universe, planets, characters, or whatever that a game's created, but don't do the same plot line. It just won't work the same. Well, yeah, and I, I think for the most part, that's accurate but the only the only time i think i would disagree is because resident evil did that they say like they went and did their own thing yeah their own thing it was not good it wasn't good yeah it it, and they they kept trying to bring elements of the games into it to try and bring people back and it just got weirder and weirder um now it in terms of like them trying too hard like my my evidence to that and it's not, you know, game related. It's more like, you know, um, anime cartoon related. And there's two movies. It's 
It's The Last Airbender and Dragon Ball Evolution. Ugh. I don't know which one's worse. Uh, I think I have to give it the Dragon Ball Evolution being worse. Just they be- call him Ong. They, I mean, I know. They called him Ong. And, and I got to say, now that you brought that up, I think I want to retract my Doom statement. And Avatar, I think, it takes the cake for me. That was... Yeah, I I go back and forth on these two movies on which is worse because Avatar: The Last Airbender because there is an Avatar game slash movie. Yeah, well. we're talking about the Last Airbender. We're talking about the Last Airbender, not not not, the blue people, not blue people. That yeah. game that game sucked too, but yeah, uh, for other reasons. other reasons. Yeah, um, no, I think for me it's whichever one I've watched last is currently the worst. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Because, yeah, the last Airbender movie was, I don't know, weirdly racist. Like, all the all the Water Tribe people were as white as could be. The whitewashed? F- it was completely whitewashed. Um, f- the bad guys, right? The, the Fire Nation were all Middle Eastern. The, the Earth Kingdom was all Asian. And the Air Nomads were just dead. And I think, like... The, the one flashback of his um, mentor, who's supposed to be like this little Indian, like Gandhi character, this like guru was like, I don't just a random black dude that I don't, you know, I've never seen before. And I was like, I don't, what are you doing? Like it, it, it didn't make any sense in terms of like how the show set up all the nationalities and everything. I don't know. I remember M night Shyamalan who unfortunately directed this movie. Yeah wanted to i guess to be as true as he thought it would be if like this was taking place in the real world yeah so like he said he was trying to be true to its like chinese roots but avatar the last airbender is an american made it's an american made thing by two white dudes and they were apparently present during this process and just let him slide with Ong and Soka and Ugh. So they did bow wow after a little while. Like they were there on the beginning as consultants and then apparently when he uh M Knight blah 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 uh whenever you want <laughs> to do Lam-a-Lam. his um his concept or his what what interpretation of how he wanted to to do the movie and they were like uh no we don't want that and he was like okay well i'm doing it anyway and then they were like, okay well we're not gonna be around so then they left i know that they um when they when the movie got greenlit they were also greenlit to do the the two other books like they were greenlit to do all three stories and then when that movie came out they were immediately canceled well it was hot garbage so and then with with dragon ball evolution like it's supposed to be based on Dragon Ball, the first series, where Goku's like a toddler. And you know how they totally whitewashed. Goku. They they whitewashed Goku. He's like the whitest actor they could have found. It's the dude from. Um, he's in Shameless. Shameless, right? Yeah. He's in the first season of Shameless. He plays. Uh, I don't know. His name's Jimmy or something. I don't remember. Um, and like. It's so bad. Like he's a teenager and he goes to high school and like people drive Mustangs and they call him Geeko and like, Oh my, Oh, so bad. Justin Chatwin. Yeah. And then like at the end he put on his, his grandpa's gi, but it was like a power Rangers outfit. 
Oh, so bad. I mean, yeah, I never watched it because just from looking at the poster, I was like, this is highly recommend it only for like, it's just, it's one of those bad movies that like you just kind of have to watch. And once you're watching it, you can't stop. Like it's, it's like a train wreck. So generally speaking, crossovers with, with, with a few exceptions aren't the best um, idea in the world from what it seems like, but you know, obviously we do have a Borderlands coming out and maybe, you know, with, I don't know, Sonic being somewhat decent, maybe Borderlands will be, I don't know. But obviously this is, it seems to be a trend that like people still want to invest in for whatever reason. So what do you think, if you had to pick one, what do you think the next game should be, that should become a movie would be? Well, honestly, my, my answer to that is, is, it's already happening. I mean, like I would want to see Uncharted be made into a movie and they're making it into a movie. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. With uh, Tom Holland. With Tom yeah. Holland. Cause I think it, so, I think it is supposed story. to be a, a prequel. Wasn't um, Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg supposed to be Nathan Drake, but then they wait so long and he's aged so much that now he's playing Solly and Tom Holland is Nathan Drake. Yeah. I, Cause originally when they announced it, like God, it had to have been like six years ago. Or longer, it was supposed to be Mark Wahlberg as um, Nathan Drake, and then uh, Bruce Campbell as Sully, and then I guess I don't I don't know I don't know if that was actually true or what, but know, stuck in production hell for the longest time. Yeah, and so now Tom Holland's doing it, and it's like a prequel because obviously he doesn't look old enough and isn't old enough to be Nathan Drake, so. I don't know, but in terms of things that we don't know that are happening, right? Just unannounced stuff that I would like to see. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I think an infamous movie would be kind of cool if they could do it right. Yeah, Christian. Uh, so personally, with the newest um, reimagining of the series, I think a. Uh, a movie based on the 2018 God of War would be amazing. Yeah, that was going to be what I was going to say, and I didn't want to say it, so I'm glad you did, because I don't <laughs> want my beloved franchise to have to go through. You see, and that's the thing, you know, like, and like, I could honestly see the same thing being done with Last of Us being turned into a movie or like limited series on HBO or something like that. You know, I would be okay with that because one of the crossovers from games that has been pretty good has been The Witcher. I was going to say, I think most games should not be made into movies, but into um, like Netflix or HBO shows, because I think that format can really work uh, way better than like a movie can because you can get more into the story mm-hmm. you're not limited to two and a half hours you you're, you know you're limited to however long you want your season to be right or multiple seasons right because um, even when people that are passionate about it because michael fassbender loves assassin's creed and the assassin's creed movie that came out i forgot about that i until i mentioned the witcher i, I remembered it right now the assassin's creed movie that came out was not good. Oh, what a pile <laughs> was, of steaming garbage. He was excited for that movie. I definitely didn't enjoy it. We all watched that together and we were like, this is bad. Yeah, I didn't I didn't lie about that at all. 
But, you know, maybe like if they could do stuff like The Witcher, because, you know, Henry Cavill was excited about The Witcher. And honestly, it's an extremely popular Netflix show. It's great. I mean, I haven't watched all of it myself, but from what I've seen, it's pretty good. It's really that. good. It's confusing. Yeah, until you get to the very end of the first season, you don't know what the heck's going on. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, I will say that I think The Witcher, just on any on-screen adaptation of cinematic anything from a game, is probably the best I've ever seen. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I can... I can probably get on board with that. I mean, like I said, I haven't seen all of The Witcher, but everything I've said, everything I've heard is from people who has been like, it's one of the best adaptations there is. So, and maybe they should stop doing movies and start doing more television shows. I really like, I hope so, man. I'm gonna be honest. Like, I think that's, that's where video game conversions to mainstream, you know, t- uh, movie television format. Like if it's, if a, game's gonna go to hollywood it should go into a tv format all right well any final thoughts on anything we've talked about today cody don't think so um if we badmouth something and then it's great next week just know that we did this a week ahead of time you know any final thoughts on anything we talked about today christian uh if you're a movie producer out there and you want to produce a um, reimagination of a beloved gaming series, just don't do it. <laughs> if you're a movie producer out there and you want to produce a movie about us, I would like to be played by uh, somebody uh, cool. I can't think of anybody. I don't know. Uh, you Mark. Robert Downey Jr. There we go. There we go. Yeah. I would like oh, our yeah. casting to be the most absurd, nowhere near accurate uh, casting I possible. The guy, I want to be the guy from Luke Cage. Like, <laughs> I, I would like The Rock to portray me. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, please make sure you like, share, and subscribe. And leave a comment below. I don't know if you realize this or not, but Cody, Christian, and I are not famous. So, this is very much a grassroots kind of marketing campaign we have going on here. So any comment, like, share, subscribe, tell your buddy, keep poking them until they listen to this would be great because, you know, without you guys right now, there's really not a whole way for us to promote this besides word of mouth. So you guys are a promotional team. So please, whatever you guys can do, please do that. Um, If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at SKO Entertainers, or you can visit our website at WW, I'm sorry, not at. Uh, or you can visit our website www.skoentertainment.net for more information. Uh, also, please make sure you check out our YouTube and Twitch as we're going to be starting pointing out um, content for the video games we're playing. We're doing some let's plays. Obviously, I'm doing Resident Evil Four, and then we'll have uh, the rest of them coming out shortly after. And Cody is currently working on Hitman Three. Uh, and finally, please don't forget to join us next week because even on the best of days, we all need some kind of entertainment. Bye. Thanks, everyone. See you guys.